Hey, Magic fans, Dante Marcatelli here from the Orlando Magic. You're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Paul, Garen, and Mikey. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans? I'm Mikey, and welcome to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, the weekly UK podcast from Orlando Magic UK. Today is Friday, the 29th of October, 2021. Uh, on today's episode, sure. we'll be discussing, I'm sure, we'll be discussing <laughs> uh, the latest Orlando Magic news, injury updates. We'll be recapping the last week of Magic Games. We're going to look forward to this week's upcoming games and we're going to give you our predictions for the week. Uh, unfortunately, we had to postpone last night. Uh, we were supposed to have Jake Chapman on from Orlando Magic Radio. Uh, I hadn't paid my bills, so my internet went down. And uh, and then on top of that, Paul had another incident at home this Calamity's week. Calamity's so, uh, <laughs> Calamity is back. So before we dive into the show, let's introduce the uh, co-hosts. First of all, Calamity. How are you feeling, Paul? Do you want to tell everybody what you did? I, well, it wasn't you, was it? Uh, well, it wasn't me, no. It was the uh, the dog. Uh, our dog jumped off the back of uh, the chair where he lays, spends his day in the sun, laying, watching the world go by, leapt off the back of the chair into, uh, should we describe it as my gentleman's area? And um, has successfully caused me to have a um, bit of a strain and severe discomfort around the nether regions. <laughs> you couldn't write this, could you? Oh, you could. It's Paul. <laughs> Put it, Paul never so, ceases to amaze us. There you go. <laughs> Outrageous. Outrageous. So um, we're also first joined. Time me, my gentleman's area has been injured by a dog. Not, it's not. <laughs> uh, so we're also in. We're also uh, joined this week by the star of our week, our new weekly segment called Referent, Geraint Jones. Oh. <laughs> this wasn't <laughs> on the agenda, mate. I know, but I've got a, mate. I can't put everything on there. Got to have some no. surprises for well, you. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward this week because uh, I'm, I'm sure you two are going to participate also. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing your takes on uh, certain game games that were played this week. Right. So, uh, there is yeah, good, on free you, throws, mate. mate. Yeah, there is that. There is that. Yeah, so, we got nothing. No. We got nothing called. <laughs> <laughs> honestly do you know what last week when I put that video out with the podcast she was like no don't say that because everyone thinks I'm on this every single week I was like gee you are on this every single week it's, it's going true, out mate sorry. You, you haven't got any option <laughs> never mind so, no. so gee you've got that label mate it's not going so uh, we're, we're going to make sure of that so, internationally no. you've got that label internationally pal exactly so uh, so we're, we're recording next Thursday. Uh, so we're going to have Jake join us next week. So uh, we've just rescheduled with Jake. So uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get him on last night, but never mind. So, uh, yeah. so moving on to some magic news then. Uh, so on Tuesday, the Magic announced the signing of guard Michael Mulder on the team's second two-way contract. Uh, Iggy Brastikas is the other. Uh, Mulder, 27, undra sorry, he's 27. He went undrafted in 2017 before signing with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, he's only played 67 games in the NBA. 
Um, he appeared in 60 games last season for the Warriors, averaging five points and shooting 39% from the three. So, Paul, quick thoughts on uh, signing Mulder to the two-way deal? Mate, I think he's a solid pickup. You know, um, honestly, you look at, he he was a, re- a fairly reliable scorer whilst he was with Golden State. Um, three occasions with them last season, he registered 20 points or more. Uh, career high of 28 um, against New Orleans last season. Um, I think both games he played against us was double figures. Yeah, solid pickup, mate. I'm happy with that. Scored uh, double figures on 13 occasions in those games last season. So, yeah. Um, we need a bit of option for wing shooting, without a doubt. So let's get the guy in, let's give him a chance and let's see what he does. We've got a history of picking up some decent little players that can come in and do us a job. So yeah, I'm happy with that one. And especially it's one less with... magic killer on, on other teams, <laughs> isn't it, basically? So And, and whilst we got some injuries, so it's uh, it could be somebody else that could fill in as well. So, yeah. so next bit of news then. Good, good. So moving on to next part is uh, the Lakeland Magic announced earlier this week their 15-man roster, which includes Michael Mulder, Iggy Brashdikas, uh, Hassani Gravit. Uh, I think John Teske was in there, who both featured yeah. for the Magic in preseason, uh, and Devin Kennedy, who's now fully recovered from his dislocated ankle that he uh, that he suffered playing for Orlando towards the end of last season. So it's great to see him return to Lakeland yeah. this season. Um, Lakeland will tip off the season on the 5th of November at home to the Texas Legends um, and I don't know if you've seen today they've announced uh, one of their new uniforms was kitted out with gold to uh, to celebrate the title so uh, that's really cool so G any thoughts on on the roster quickly? Yeah I mean you've just reeled off a couple of players the only two you didn't mention BJ Johnson and Admiral mm-hmm. Schofield um, so it's quite a deep talented roster a lot of people coming back from the championship team uh, so you'd like to see them continue, um, you know, with the success they had last year. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of comparisons with the Magic because we play run the same offense. So getting uh, Mulder and Prestikis, uh, you know, back and forth between Lakeland and Orlando, where they can assist the, you know, uh, the full team, it's going to be uh, very helpful. So uh, no, hopefully they get a, another good season, uh, and we look forward to hearing about it from Hank. I'm sure we'll get Hank on at some point. Um, and um, yeah, so looking forward to it. I hope they go and win another title, which would be cool. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. So just an update on the injuries. I haven't actually checked before I jumped on, but this is what I did it's yesterday. Same, it's same, same as before mate same as before exactly. so, the, so the Magic are without five players at the moment Markel Foltz uh, Jonathan Isaac Tuma Akiki Michael Carter-Williams and Etwan Moore are all currently listed as out um, we did however see Gary Harris return from his injury last week in Miami so we got one of one of them back so far um, so the only other thing on, mate that's go on. the only other thing that's listed is Michael Mulder He's listed as being unavailable yet um, to the team. I'm right. assuming that's down to moving across the country. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. So over the last week, we've seen some uh, some teasers from the Magic uh, regarding this season's City Edition uniforms, uh, which looks to include uh, an orange theme again. We've got the throwback logos. Uh, and we also got a Markel Foltz sneak peek video where he's having a look and we can't see what it is. But uh, 
yeah, it looks like we've got another orange themed jersey. I know we've all been happy with the orange over the last couple of years. So, G, you're the biggest jersey nut out of the three of us. With your uh, <laughs> With enough for three of us. Um, how oh, yeah. excited are you for? How excited are you for another orange uniform? Yeah, um, you like it. I, I like. Yeah, I like that. It's not black, is it? Uh, I don't know what the color. Paul probably knows it. Is it like anthracite? It's anthracite it, gray. It was called anthracite, wasn't it? Yeah, anthracite gray. Yeah. No, I, I quite like that. Um, something different. I'm not going to lie. My wardrobe is primarily blue, white, and black. So having a little bit of color. Uh, it's always a little bit nice. Um, I'm always looking forward to a new jersey and I'll be, uh, you know, trying to order as soon as I can. Uh, so uh, it's just a question of now of deciding which player you want, isn't it? Have you got any favourites that you're going to get? But I know Paul's obviously going to get his uh, legendary you know self. On, Do you know what? Yeah, I, I think we should... 68. See, I think we should change that. I think we should start getting Calamity 68 on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's remaining at Biffa, mate. It's remaining. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So look at yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So have you decided who you're gonna get, Mikey? Not yet. We'll see. We'll see. I, I want to see it come out first and then we'll see what name looks you good on the, the back of it. But the, the the first variation of the grey and orange bag, didn't you? You weren't a fan at all. I did. I I think I bought it from Nike actually. It was an Aaron Gordon one. Yeah, I you picked did. it up. Yeah. I, I I wore it and I stuck it on. I was like I'm just not feeling this one. But last year's, I really liked. I, I I think I said, if it was black and not this anthracite grey, I think I might have taken to it a little bit more. But yeah, I don't think it suited me either. And and I look good in a lot of things. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, um, yeah, we, no, mate, right. we've seen that you've got your shorts on tonight. We've seen them pasty legs. <laughs> hey, never mind. <laughs> It's in the jeans, isn't it? So, uh, Paul, you're you're obviously a big fan of the anthracite grey that we had two years like ago. It, yeah, yeah. Um, what are one of my favourite jerseys. What are you hoping to see on this year's? Uh, some form of throwback logo on it uh, to tie in with the 75th. Um, I'm hoping we've got pins on there as well, a bit of pinstripe action. So, yeah, if it combines something of that nature, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Ah, that's all I can just tell you what I've seen. <laughs> or, or we, we, all right, should we be honest? We've seen it. We've seen we, it. <laughs> we've actually seen concepts of it, haven't we? We haven't actually yeah. seen the jersey yeah. itself, but we have seen concepts, so we do know what it's like. So we may as well edit the first bit out. I'm hoping that genuinely... I mean, it is only images that we've seen and let's be fair, as with everything that we say with the magic, until we actually see something physically there, we don't believe it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to say I would still like to see some pinstripes. I would like to see um, some throwback logo in some shape or form. And if we've got that combo, I'm happy. Cool. Good man. We've only got so, a couple of days, boys. Only got a couple yeah. of days. First of yeah. November. And uh, just got Halloween to get out of the way, mate. Yeah, and whilst we're sticking with the orange theme, our uh, friend of the show, uh, Luke Wood, will be happy with another orange theme jersey. Being a Blackpool fan, so uh, he'll be happy with that again. So moving on to the last bit of news, then. Uh, so we found out on Wednesday 
that beat writer Josh Robbins, who covers the magic for the athletic, is going to be leaving the magic and heading north to cover the Washington Wizards. Um, so we obviously heard news that he recently lost his dad um, and heading home. He's actually from the Washington area. Um, and I think he grew up going to Wizards or Bullets games, I think it was back then. Um, so he'll get to be around his family a lot more. So uh, Josh has obviously covered the Magic for 13 years, uh, previously with the Sentinel before moving to the Athletic. Uh, G and I had the pleasure of meeting him in 2016. Um, and obviously last year, he, he approached us and asked if he could write an article about us, which for the three of us was a bit of a mind-blowing a bizarre, experience. A bizarre moment, wasn't it? And you're thinking, why would anybody want to read about the three of us? <laughs> <laughs> but but I'll link I'll link that article in 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 the podcast. So if anybody hasn't read it, they can go back and look at that. But it was basically he he wanted to interview us because our trips got cancelled because of COVID last year when we were supposed to head out. Um, and Paul had a, a quite a quite a funny experience, didn't you? When uh, when you were getting interviewed by Josh. Yes, mate. Yeah, um, it was very bizarre to hear him say that his phone rang and it was uh, Steve Clifford, the then coach. I think, oh, he can wait. I'll carry on. I'll carry on talking to you, Paul. Like, no, no, that's Steve Clifford. That's the gaffer. Uh, I would kind of expect that that takes a bit of priority, but no, no. Apparently, um, he wanted to talk to me, which was very nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> bizarre. But, um... But I, I think we're all in agreement. We're, we're all gutted Josh is leaving. He's part of the reason we do we do subscribe to The Athletic to read his work. Um, he's a lovely bloke. Think, he's obviously been on the podcast a couple of times and, and yeah, done some been, work with us. He's been a good friend to us, hasn't he? Let's be fair. Coming on the podcast, he's been fantastic company when, when we've met him. Um, he's <coughs> been generous with his time coming on. Um, he's uh, a loss to... Magic fans because of the work that he does and the the content he produces, but you've got to we we fully support his decision, uh, understand it. We we've we I know we've all individually sent our condolences to him around the loss of his father, um, and you've just got to wish the guy every success in his future life and happiness. Fair play to the man; he's a good guy. Yeah, and the only thing to add to that is. I thought he was kind of the voice of the fans as well. He would yeah. uh, listen to us. He, he had his, you know, mailbag answer our questions, and he'd also put our questions to management uh, and uh, you know the coaches and the players during the press conferences, uh, which was greatly appreciated. And uh, you know, we're going to miss him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's recap last week's games. So starting with the New York Knicks last Friday. Uh, which was the home opener for the Magic. Uh, they obviously got off to a, a rough start. They trailed by 20 at the end of the first quarter, 30 at the at half time. Uh, we did show a bit of life in the third quarter, um, but obviously that 30-point deficit gave us a big, big hole to try and climb out of. And in the end, the Magic lost 96 to 121. Uh, Mo Bamba finished with 15 and 10. Jalen Suggs finished with 14 points, seven rebounds and eight assists. And Mo Wagner finished with 16 points and four rebounds. France. 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 Who did I say? 
Mo, Mo Wagner. My dad, my dad. <laughs> Rams. Wait, Rams. This is going to happen often, I think. It's, do you know what's even worse? Is on their shirts, on the back of their jerseys, there's no F, there's no W. Oh, sorry. There's no M or no W. <laughs> there is. Oh, I can't right, to the, right to the start of the name, mate. <laughs> I've started already, haven't I? But it just says can, Wagner on both. What I can both. tell you, mate, what I can tell you is there's no J in the surname of Jalen Sons. <laughs> I'll pretend I'll pretend that I never heard that. Uh, the Magic yeah. also finished that game with 18 turnovers, which has been a bit of a, a trend for the Magic over the first five games of the season. Uh, so, guys, quick thoughts on the Knicks loss, G? Um, I thought, other than the first five, six minutes where we were try- trading baskets with them, I think they made the first four threes. So, that, you know, they jumped out 12 points on four three-point field goals. Um any team that shoots tw- uh, makes 24 threes in a game, you're going to struggle to beat, especially at 44% clip. Um, whilst we didn't shoot it that badly from three ourselves, shoot, making 17, I thought we were a little bit flat. Um, and by What I mean by that is, opening night normally, um, when the players get introduced and everything, there's a, I felt that there wasn't that excitement watching it on the television. Mm. Whereas... Normally, I don't know, it just seems to be a bigger thing. Um, it could be down to the fact there was too many New Yorkers in the stadium. Um, I'm not going to lie, they annoyed me a little bit. You know, it's they our home up. game. It's our, it's our home opener. Um, and there just seems to be too many Knicks there for, for my liking. Um, but the only positives, I suppose, were um, the 22-4 run in the third quarter that, you know, mm-hmm. have their massive lead of I think it was 36 down to about 17 or 18 at the time um, made it a little bit more respectable uh, as you've mentioned Mikey Bamber had a good game uh, Jalen Suggs struggled a bit but that's got to be expected uh, but I thought we ran into a, a Knicks team that created offence very well and executed very well I mean when Derek Rose makes four three-pointers um, you know you're in trouble because he's not the best career three-point shooting uh, point guard Evan Fournier had a quiet 18 points I thought uh, Randall got his 21 and 10 uh, and a, a a cheap shot at Carter Jr uh, we might get to that in a second but uh, other positives was our starters outscored their starters 65 to 63 um, and bearing in mind the ages of um, our starting unit um, it's got to be commended it's got to be commended. Um, their bench, obviously, was a lot deeper. Guys like Emmanuel Quickly scoring 16. Alec Burks, who always seems to kill us, yeah, yeah. notching 12. Topping with 13 and Rose with 12. So far too many turnovers. Not Execution wasn't there. Um, but at the end of the day, we were beaten by a, you know, a more experienced uh, team that's going to get into the playoffs this year. And the only thing I'd add to that is that I just felt on the night our defensive rotations weren't there. We weren't getting into positions and um, too many offensive rebounds by New York as well. We didn't control the ball as well on the defensive end yeah. for me. I think that's been a theme throughout really, yeah. hasn't it? When yeah. Bamber yeah. and Carter yeah. Jr. step off the floor, it, whilst I, I like what Mo Wagner does and Robin Lopez gets a few, you almost need somebody else as well. It's that, to come it's in that point where we're struggling, feet. isn't it? Yeah. It's that yeah, point. It yeah. Quite agree. Yeah. So 
moving on to the following uh the to, to Sunday evening the magic traveled to New York to uh to face the Knicks again uh Orlando hung around for most of the game the Knicks led by six going into the fourth quarter before the magic went on a 12 and0 run to to start the fourth uh Cole Anthony was terrific uh I think he was excited to be back in New York his mum was sat courtside um and obviously his dad played there for many many years um so Cole finished with 29 16 and eight it was just an absolute animal on the boards for somebody who's listed a six three which come on none of us believe that but <laughs> he no. plays like he is um Terence Ross uh, was scoreless for the first three quarters and he poured in 22 points in the final quarter uh, and the magic went on to win. 110 to 104 for the first win of the season. Uh, Mo Bamba also finished that game with 10 points and 13 rebounds. So, Paul, what did you think about the uh, the first win of the season? Okay. Um, I was expecting I was talking about New York and, uh, sorry, Miami and uh, Charlotte. Right, go for okay. it. No, it's all right, mate. Um, mate, for me, what a team performance. It was a superb team performance. You've called a lot of it. I'm going to mention a couple of things. Mo Wagner that night, um, he was so important late in that third quarter um, with, I think it was eight points um, as New York threatened to move away. Um, he came on and monster one-handed donkey threw down mm-hmm. um, yeah. in that period hugely important to us the other guy I think that um, we've got to mention on that particular night um, was RJ he did he's, he's not had the best of starts of the season but on in that win in New York I thought that the points where he was on the floor as the point guard he ran the point really really effectively um, and it was a big it was a big contribution Um that he made without it necessarily appearing on the stat sheet. He he had a, his, probably his best game of the season. But other than that, mate, I think you've made most of it. Jalen Suggs was pretty aggressive. A um, few nice passes, scoring well early. Uh, faded out a bit, but then again, Cole took over, didn't he? Let's be fair. Yeah. So yeah, I was really pleased with it. Brilliant, brilliant result for us. Huge impro- I was, improvement. I was having a look at the stats and again, like the game previous the starters matched the next starters beating them 71 yeah. 70 in points um field goal percentage obviously the magic shot 41 for new york's 37 um the knicks got good looks in the fourth quarter let's be honest so i think we got to count ourselves quite fortunate to, to get out of that one but um, yeah. like paul said it's a great team performance uh, and a real building block for a young team like ourselves um to be able to get that but like Cole, Cole Anthony, he was like an energizer bunny, wasn't he? He was yeah. everywhere, absolutely just, everywhere. They just seemed to go out and say, "You embarrassed us on our own on our home court. We're not having it. We're gonna we're gonna show you what we're made of." And they got that revenge. Really, really good team performance. And you made a point last week, Paul. It's very difficult to beat the same team twice. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was true to true to form. And given the fact we got you know beat pr- pretty good by twenty five the previous night on our own floor, uh, that was a great character win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that one that win, um, you know, it it kind of 
it, it was the epitome of what this team's hashtag is, that magic together. It really was. And it had a, it had a bit of a throwback to the old heart and hustle where they came out and played at a greater level than necessarily the, the, the parts, the individual parts. They played as a really good unit. Impressed. Well, I had a howler on Monday watching that game. I think I told Geraint and not Paul. Yeah, he did. He did. So, obviously, okay. I, didn't, I didn't stay up for the game. So, I went to work Monday morning. I was going to come home just before lunch, watch the Magic. And then I was going to watch the Raiders game straight after. This is coming off the back of Liverpool smashing United 5-0. So I've got to add that in there as well. I knew um, you'd say that. It's got to be said. It's got to be said. So I turned the game on. And uh, no, it wasn't even that. Before I went to work, I checked my emails. And the first email at the top of my list in massive capital letters said magic win. <laughs> so I knew. Schoolboy error. So before I even went, so before I'd even gone to work, I knew the magic one. So I stuck it on all in excitement thinking, right, this is going to be fun to watch anyway. Stuck it on, watch the game. And of course, Bally Sports, they didn't do this under Fox Sports. They have all the, uh, all the updated scores going underneath. So they got the NBA scores, they got the NFL scores, and then the Las Vegas Raiders score pops up and they also won. So when I got to watching the Raiders game a couple of hours later, straight afterwards, I already knew the this, this score to that one as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's rare that all three teams win on the same day. So that's one thing. But yeah, I couldn't really get super excited because I already knew we were on the right error, mate. Sorry, schoolboy error. But never mind. Never check your emails, never check your your Twitter feed, never check sure. your Facebook feed, none of it. So you have to learn accept f- all those little numbers standing there yeah. telling you've got all these notifications. Yeah, so learn from me. I don't even have notifications on. I literally went to check my work email and that was it, but never mind. We'll get another W this week so uh, we can enjoy that one. So uh, moving on to the Miami Heat on Monday night. So it's the second night of a back-to-back for the Magic who travelled to South Beach. Uh, Miami built a 12-point early lead. Uh, they held the Magic to 40% shooting for the game um, and they really put the game out of sight and sort of held the Magic at arm's length, what felt like a very tired and leggy performance, especially towards the end of, of the fourth quarter. So uh, the Magic went on to lose to the Heat 90-107. to 107. Uh, The rookies, Suggs and Wagner, both finished the t- with a team high of 15 points each. Um, 16 turnovers again another problem for the Magic uh, on Monday so G thoughts on the on the Heat game? Yeah um, well let's be honest the Heat are in the top tiers maybe the second tier possibly uh, in Eastern Conference so you're coming up against a veteran team with a lot of championship calibre players uh, we saw Jimmy Butler do his thing um, and let's be honest he made the game look easy, Butler did, didn't he? Um, you know, there weren't that many jump shots. It was all layups. They were passing it. But we did well to hang around what we did. Um, but this is a, a learning experience, the likes of uh, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony. Uh, I thought Wagner was absolutely superb. Um, I need to, need to mention this. Uh, I put it on Twitter the other day. I said, I'm getting a Wagner jersey when it comes to my city jersey. Um, I've been really, really impressed with him. Um, he just seems to be in the right place all the time. Um, his shooting stroke uh, is just on 
just there, isn't it? Um, we were a little bit concerned in pre-season. Everyone's writing them off. Uh, but as uh, Dan Savage said, all the scouts were raving about him and uh, it seems that they were all right. So uh, let's hope he continues. Uh, but just one point on that. Uh, just having a little look doing preparation. And can you tell me who the leading minute getter is for our roster after five games? Hazard a guess? Well, I'm going to guess his father. I thought it was France. I thought it was France, France. Yeah. Yeah. France with 32.8. Then you got Cole at 32.6. And Bamba with 31, followed by Suggs with 30. So they're the four players you want to build around out of that team. Obviously, Wendell gets 28. He's next. Then you've got Terence Ross. They're the core players. So, you know, we're taking our lumps. We're losing to the heat, fair enough. Um, but it's good to see that these young players are getting their minutes. They're getting decent decent enough performances. I know Jalen's struggling a little bit, but he's showing flashes. He's picking up, you know, six, six assists, eight rebounds in different places. So it's doing the, the bits that people might not even look on the box score for. So he is getting involved in ways that isn't, you know, in the limelight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that game, it, it was a bit of a hard watch in the second half. Um, and the last thing to mention on it, Mo Wagner, I loved it. In, in, is it the first or the second the quarter? Yeah. When he got into one of those twins Mark, Mark faces. Marquis. Marquis. Yeah. Uh, don't like him. Um, <laughs> and then... And then he got tangled up with Dwayne Dedman. It just added that uh, interstate rivalry, that spark to it again. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was shouting at the television, go on, you know, deck him you, or whatever. But did, did you notice at the end of the game, unlike against Charlotte, where everybody came together to shake hands and yeah. talk and congratulate? Very, very little at the end of the Miami oh, game. Really? Both teams sort of went yeah. that way. There were one or two, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But there was a good proportion, a good number of players just went straight off either direction. So it's yeah, clearly good. a bit of, we don't, we don't like a bit of animosity. So, no, we um, don't. No, so I, I liked seeing that from Mo and I like that enforcer kind of mentality because I don't think we've had that for a couple of seasons and he's yeah. like that junkyard dog who'll come in and uh, do, the, do the dirty work. So uh, fair play to him. I'm going to say just one more thing about the... Uh, Miami game before we move on I think Robin Lopez was really really important to us in again in that second quarter when Miami were threatening to get away and he came on gave us some good energy scored us a few points um, and he kept that um, energy up that we, mm-hmm. we 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 didn't capitulate to him at any point we kept plugging away even though it was, as you said, Mikey, a tired performance. But they did keep responding to Miami whenever they tried to get clear. And that was just an example of it. Um, what was it, twice we cut the deficit to six points in the third quarter? We did, but yeah. Did anybody actually feel that the result was ever in doubt? It, it just felt like we were always going to run out as with the, with the loss. Um, I know I wrote in the game review that it kind of felt a little bit like a blueprint for the season that we were going to, you know, we were there playing some nice basketball. We were showing spark at times. Um, but by the end of it, we were just beaten by better shooting and experience. Um, and I think we're going to see one or two of those, particularly early season, perhaps up to all-star 
where that's the way it is that we we try and compete. We compete well in parts. We develop a lead here and there, um, and then just drop away. Yeah, yeah. So the magic finished uh, this week with the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So they travelled back to the Amway Centre. Uh, the Magic got on off to a much better start. Uh, they built a 12-point lead, I think, halfway through the, the first quarter, but that quickly disappeared towards the end as, uh, as the Hornets got going. Uh, the Magic struggled throughout guarding Mika- uh, Miles Bridges, sorry, uh, who finished with 31, Gordon Haywood, who finished with 24, um, it was a much, much better offensive night. Uh, I think the Magic were in the 30s for the first three quarters, um, but eight turnovers in that final 12 minutes, uh, failing to execute offensively. It felt like there was a lid on the basket for for quite a period of that of that fourth quarter, um, and the Magic fell short, losing 111 to 120. Uh, Cole Anthony finished with 24 points. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. finished with 20, and Franz Wagner finished with 15. So, Paul, thoughts on the Hornets game? Not a lot left to say after that, is there? Um, I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> just recap it. <laughs> it's a bit more of a recap than a recap, isn't it? It's a bloody review. <laughs> 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 right, um, yeah, look, I, I thought for three quarters it was really competitive, thoroughly enjoyable, and then hello, turnover city. And we just went shoot. We just went cold on the shooting in that in that fourth quarter. Franz was a monster. Um, but again, the positives: Bamba with ten points plus in every game, three double doubles. Um, is I think he's got eight blocks on the season now. The game where he didn't get um, the double double was he got nine rebounds then. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. He's had two double doubles. The games where he didn't get the double double, he had nine rebounds in two and eight in the other. He scored ten points plus in four out of the five games. Adding then his blocks and steals, um, it's it's not been a bad week as far as the development team go. Yeah. Not going to criticise. You can't you can't fault the energy they came up against. Charlotte are a good team. They have some good players. They have some good depth. Um, and in Bridges, there's a reason he's the player of the week, the Eastern Conference player of the week, and he showed it. Um, I know that uh, Ball had a quiet night uh, against us, um, but you look at what Hayward did, they, they, they've got some good players and they're a good team. Um, no shame in that loss. Yeah. No. I don't think it was anything... I don't think there's anything left to say. All my notes, no. if I can just strike everything through. Um, Paul just mentioned it at the death there. Lamelo Ball was kept in check by you know Cole and Jalen and everybody, and that was very impressive to to come up against somebody who's talented as that and to keep him uh, you know very quiet. Let's be honest, and you know all of his buddies had to do the work. So uh, no, you come up against different challenges every night, and uh, in in the Hornets game, you know keeping Lamelo quiet was one of them. Uh, and they did that so again what Paul said you know it's a good developmental stage um, step sorry yeah absolutely so uh, for for you listening uh, you can support today's episode and visit Fanatics UK using our affiliate link in the description of the podcast Uh, you can shop Officially licensed sports jerseys, merchandise, and fan apparel, including the NBA, the NFL, 
Major League Baseball, football, soccer, rugby. It all comes with uh, international delivery. So even our friends in the US can order from, from the UK site. Uh, you can use our discount Magic UK 10 to get 10% uh, off your entire order. Or you can use a code that's live on Fanatic's website, which may get you more discount um, as well. But please note some exclusions may apply. Okay, so moving on to a mailbag. So I, I put a video out today asking for a few people's questions that they wanted to throw to the three of us um, to sort of fill the gap that we we haven't got Jake on for tonight. So I'm going to start with Barry Conn, uh, who was on our show, was it last week? Well, two weeks yeah, ago, it was last week. Well, yeah, last, no, last week. Um, so his first question is, will the Las Vegas Raiders make the playoffs this season? The answer <laughs> is yes. And has Paul decided on an NFL team yet? No, no, <laughs> no. You've got to, we've got to, you've got to put it out. You've got to put it out. We'll have six options: the top three that came up, and then uh, the three Florida teams, plus the Raiders. Also. So we will make it seven. Okay, all right. seven. Good answer. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it as a poll. So no, we'll, we'll let the nation decide. Absolutely. So Barry's other question, more magic related, now is: Do you think Jalen Suggs gets moved to the two when Markel? eventually returns from injury to take the pressure off him. Um, and and he also mentioned he thinks he's looking a bit like uh, Cole Anthony did last year at times, I think, with that inexperience that rookies typically go through. So I'll throw that one to Paul. Okay, I don't think he necessarily gets moved to the two. But um, I think duties get shared. Um, you potentially go with. Oh, we don't know what lineup we've got, do we? Does he get? Does he come in? How do you bench Cole at the moment? If Markel oh, comes can't. when when Markel comes back, how do you bench Cole with how he's playing? Because he, he, he he's grown in his performance, and it's easy to see that he is on the court at the moment more effective than Jalen. So if you are going to have your best lineup, do you go with Cole or do you focus on the development of Jalen? Um, so the answer is I honestly don't know. I think if he is playing with Markel, I think if he does play with Markel, then the duties get shared because of both ball handling abilities. Mm. If we're talking down the stretch, then yes, he probably ends up at the two because Markel is more likely to create you the winning opportunity. G, what do you think? Yeah, I can add to that. I'd say exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on, uh, Will Casey on Instagram, uh, st still sticking with Jalen Suggs. Do you think Jalen Suggs' issues will continue? Um, they're not, they, I suppose they are issues, but it's just learning the game. He's playing the most uh, difficult position Um of an NBA player um, running the offense uh, even an off guard it's very very difficult and he's coming up against grown men people who've played this for years and years you know he's just come out of college he's very very young so things are going to be he's going to be like a you know deer in the headlights so as he plays more the game will slow down for him 
So we're probably going to see a few games like this uh, where he's going to struggle, but then you will probably get the odd game where he might go for 30 points or, you know, make a, a key shot at the end. Um, so I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not reading anything into this. Um, Franz has had a great start because he's probably flown under the radar of a lot of people with their expectations. Jalen being, um, you know, fifth overall, probably should have been fourth. Um, he just carries that extra weight. So not worried. He'll learn the system. What he needs to do is as his position dictates and um, he'll, he'll be fine and we'll see a lot better performances uh, as the season goes on. And if you look I at the stats... Sorry, Paul. Me. Just because if you no. look at the stats as well, you've got uh, Franz is fifth in uh, points per game in, for rookies and Jalen's sick. So, yeah. For me, I don't think there's any great issues yet with regards to Jalen. He's learning the game, as G said. You've got to expect that there's going to be turnovers. That's that's going to happen. His shot hopefully will improve. But you've got to look in the five games, the point guards he's come up against, he's played against Kemba Walker twice. The guy's a talent. He's played against Kyle Lowry, which we all know is a difficult matchup for many a player in the NBA. He's played against Lamelo Ball, who, okay, he's only a year further on in development, but is a is a really strong player who's had experience of playing out elsewhere as well. He's he has experience. So you look at he's he's come across good players in that position that he's had to battle with. Um, the other thing to remember is that he's only the, the the defeat to Charlotte is the only game he hasn't scored double digits in. Mm. That's the only game he hasn't scored double digits in. And he was I don't know if you saw him at the end, he was not happy at the at the loss. Um and it's good to see if he's getting angry, then that's your motivation. Hopefully he can translate that to performances on the court. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the ball handling, I think we all know it's something an area that he needs to work on. Yeah. I mean, was it five turnovers in the heat game yeah. in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's been an issue for the Magic for the first five games of the season. So it's not just on Jalen Suggs, but... Yeah, the Heat he, do that to everybody. The Heat right. have active hands against everybody. They are the, one of the most aggressive defensive teams that you've come up against. You've got Jimmy Butler, you've got um, Kyle Lowry. Both <laughs> are aggressive defensive players. Um, now, it's, I, 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 he wasn't the only one with multiple turnovers in that game but they knew they knew to target him yeah. and he'll get them games tonight will be a big test when he's in, again, up against the Toronto crowd yeah. because they will give it to him but tonight it's one where he's got to have his head in the game and, I, yeah. and the one thing I've really liked from both rookies is how good defensively they've both been oh yeah yeah, yeah. You, you look at there was there was a couple of possessions in the Hornets game and one was defending defending in the corner Another one was pressure in the ball, and you just looked at the two of them. And you thought you two are like cornerstone defensive-minded players. Forget about what they're doing on the on the other end at the moment. You just think that they're holding their own defensively. Um, they're obviously going to have to work on their strength and stuff like that. But look, going back to Jalen's issues, like he's going to improve. He's only played five games, so give the guy, give the guy a break. 
Um, I think when Fultz comes back, I do think that's going to make a big difference because he's going to be able to help teach him as well. Even though Fultz yeah. is still quite young, he's going to help Suggs learn as well. MCW is going to be there as well. So look, it's five games. So uh, yeah. Like his strength. Absolutely. And there was an and one. So we're going to go to ref rant now. There was an and one <laughs> that he should have got the other night. And I can't yep. remember. Who, was it? He bulldozed through Miles Bridges. No, he, he was it bulldozed. Hard? It wasn't the New York game. No, that was the one you weren't happy about. He, he I don't bulldozed. think any Magic fan was, I don't think any Magic fan was happy with the officiating in that New York game. No. It was so... Here we go, boys. We Let it all out. Let it all we out. Just, go on. There were, there were, I'm not going to say that it was uneven calling, but, but it was. It didn't. It didn't. Oh. Fe- it didn't feel like when we were getting clubbed and players were getting clubbed when there was a lot of contact on on offence that we got the calls in the same way. But yeah, go on, G. But, let it go. Well, we turned to the professional was- for this. <laughs> Where's his note? He's got three pages of Where's notes on <laughs> No, 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 no. It was, it was that Knicks game, the one we won, which was the yep. worst one for me. Yeah, um, it was. Like you said, uh, Randall bulldozed his way, um, you know, and you breathed on him and it was a foul. But then RJ, Cole, Jalen Suggs, of course, he got smashed over the, fe- over the head. Um, no calls. Um, the flagrant on Randall, that was a bit harsh. Should have been a flagrant too, maybe. Um, <laughs> it was it was hell of so, a clip. It was a hell of a oh, clip yeah. around the head. Yeah, I mean the ball was there gone. Was, wasn't there was it? no way you so, could argue that there was wind up and connection with that one. Yeah, we had the the whiff as they call it, wind up impact and follow through. Was it? Yeah. So um, no, a couple of things this week, wasn't it? Let's be honest. That <laughs> next game, I, I did. Um, I thought uh, mate, we're going to have to say it as well about the Charlotte game then. Because the disparity in three in free throws was ridiculous. Um, you look how many more times that they shot at the free throw line than we did. Um, and was there that much difference in approach play to the basket? Because they no. weren't from we weren't from threes. They were all. I think the majority of the the uh, free throws in that game came from players. Um, attacking the basket I know that there may be a couple of fouls as we were chasing the game last off yeah. that, that skew the figures a little bit but overall 11 more free throws is a lot but as I said that Jalen Suggs one and he bulldozed yeah. past Miles Bridges and it should have been an and one that was that summed that game up quite well so uh, there's our weekly ref rant. there we go um, so can I can I just uh, add one thing? I thought Lauren Holtkamp had a great game refereeing <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday night. So kudos to Lauren, um, great job, and uh, go Thunder! Does that choked you? Is that really? Is that really hurt to say that? No, because the Lakers lost. <laughs> 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 so Josh, uh, Josh, sorry, Jack McIntosh oh. on oh, Instagram. <laughs> Which player has surprised us the most so far this season? I think it's going to be Unionist Franz, isn't it? I don't know. I, I, I'd say Cole as well. Like, yeah, Cole <laughs> for me has come out. Um, Mo, obviously. 
um, he's doing a lot more than I kind of expected. Um, so kudos to him. He's he's been absolutely brilliant, um, you know, in Markel's absence. But now it's causing a problem, isn't it, at the point guard position? Because like you guys said about five minutes ago, how can you put Cole back on the bench now after the way he's played the first five games? I don't think you can. So um, for me, Cole, Cole and uh, Franz obviously had a fantastic start for the season too. So uh, long may it continue. Yeah, right. I suppose I really, considering I've not always been a Mo Bamba fan, I really ought to go with Mo Bamba, didn't I? I didn't think about Mo. I, it, my mind instantly went to Franz because I didn't expect him to hit the ground running the way he has done. Uh, I know that we've been told that all the analytics of him are that he is going to be a solid player, that he's got great basketball intelligence. And we're seeing that. His positioning and movement is superb. Um, active hands, deflecting passes. Yeah, you can't fault the man. And he's a strong passer of the ball. But I suppose now you've said, Mo, I'm going to have to go with that one. I'd not thought about that. But as I've, never, as I've not always been a fan of Mo and was... You know, you know full well, Mike had said to you, I was prepared to move on from him um, previously. Um, his, yeah, his play, and he thoroughly deserves every minute he's getting. And we struggle, not struggle, that's the wrong phrase, but we look a lesser team without him on the court now. Mm. And, he, and he's quietly gone about his business. Yeah, happy to have been wrong. Happy to have been wrong. Yeah. Yeah, how about you, Mikey? Um, it's got to be it's got to be Wagner, isn't it? The guy I said to I said to both of you separately this week. It was it was funny how preseason the guy just felt anonymous out there, like he he was just making up the numbers, and it was like a flick of the switch. Because since was since the Spurs game, he's been phenomenal for five games. He's obviously had the odd thing here and there, but he always seems to make like you guys have said. He's, he always seems to make the right make the right play. Uh, make the right pass. He knows. He knows when to shoot. His his three point his shooting form looks unreal. Yeah. He just needs the reps. Um, so yeah, Wagner's been fantastic. So um, that's who I would go for. Um, Jack also had a second question. What pairing has you more concerned with player skill sets overlapping? Bamba and Wendell Carter. Or Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs together, mate. For me, I'm back court all day long because you, you throw Markell into the mix. Yeah. yeah, so you throw throw Markell into that mix, and it's you, it's 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 actually a nice problem, I suppose, that we've got something that we haven't had for quite some time as to who is our best point guard, who is the best option at, at, at the number two, the shooting guard. Um, the question I suppose is going to come is do we have somebody who is effective as the number two as the mm. shooting guard have we got three players who are really point guards um, so yeah for me it's the backcourt G for me, well Bamber and Wendell Carter can play together as we've seen so you can still have them on the court at the same time and if they both you know becoming stretch bigs that can defend and rebound quite well. That's encouraging. And Anthony and Suggs, if, if they're the same player, one could come off the bench. So I, I'm not concerned. 
I, I like to see the competition. So, um, I don't know. But who plays the two role effectively? Uh, well, with Anthony and Suggs, it's either of them, really. I don't think it matters because then you just bring the other one as a six man because the six man is primarily a, a scorer like we've seen what Terence Ross does. You play Markel at the one and then you play either of them alongside and then the next one coming off the bench. That's what I, I mean, do. I mean, if you're if you're talking about six man, I mean, Cole with his scoring ability. <laughs> he, yeah. You it look can't, at him Cole becomes six the six man at that, doesn't he? Absolutely. In, Absolutely. In, the argu- in that argument. Absolutely. But, I mean, I swear, the, question, the question about Bamba and Wendell Carter is perhaps more um, prevalent when J.I. returns. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, fair enough. But do their part, does that partnership that them two are forming, I'm going to ask another question, does that partnership then that, Jay, that Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. are forming, does that make um, J.I., whereas before we've always seen him as unmovable, that we've got to keep him, does he become a player that you can look at that's perhaps using as a trade chip. If he's healthy. There is. Yeah. There is that. You've got to try these rotations together though, haven't you? Yeah. You know, you put Bamba and J.I. together and that could be even better. Absolutely. Um, So, it gives you options. J.I. and Wendell. Mate, we, we have a lot of questions and we're not going to know the answers to a lot of these until possibly the end of next season. Yeah. I think what I think what this season's gonna gonna highlight, and I think we've already seen a, a small sample size, a small glimpse of that, is who can play. Yep. Who can play out of this young court at the moment. And we've already seen Moe's been pretty consistent for five games, Wendell, Cole Anthony, Suggs and Oh, and Wagner as well. Suggs, obviously, we want to see a little bit more from, but yeah, it, it's coming together. Um, I've got one one last question regarding this team before I've got a few other questions. Uh, so from Sean Moore, who asked us on, I think it was Instagram, uh, fast forward a year, our young players have shown promise, even if it's not translating to wins yet. Who or what position would we look for in free agency? I'll go to Paul first. I'm not going to say a position or a person. Um, I still think that ultimately the thing that we may have to address is wing shooting. So somebody that can come in and score, especially if we do, as all the rumours are, move on from Terrence. Yeah. So that's that's going to be my answer at this moment because I think there's too many intangibles that we don't know yet with regards to who's when you know we've got we've not seen Tuma this season we've not seen J.I. we've not seen Markel they are three core parts of this team um, so I don't think you can necessarily know exactly who you're looking for but I imagine that the thing that we're still going to need to address is shooting yeah, yeah. Agree. You, you go after well obviously you go after a superstar and whatever position that superstar is it fits in but other than that Paul's spot on um, yeah. we talked at the end of last season and I said Doug McDermott was the free agent we should uh, have targeted spreads the floor knocks down the shot yeah. 
And uh, you get somebody like that. And we saw what he did against us uh, for the Spurs in the first game of the season. Um, it, it's a very valuable um, trait to have in your team. So, uh, yeah. yeah, shooter, definitely. Okay, so we've got a few more fantasy questions before we uh, move on to the end of the show. So if you had a chance to trade for any current NBA player, who would you choose and why? Is this... Is this, you know, we can... Do we have to give equal back or do we... And, and no. this is, sorry, and this is from <laughs> Gary, Gary Clark coming with this one. No, we're not giving anything back. Okay, then you go for Durant, don't you? <laughs> To be honest, he's the best. If if I was allowed one player from the NBA, I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. But if if we're trying to maybe have a fit long term for our team, maybe a Joel Embiid. That's who Ooh. I'd probably say. Go on, Mikey. You've been start. You've not. You've been asking the questions. Let's, well, let's like give you the chance. Well, we, you and me, both love Dame. Yeah. But Dame does make sense with the point guards that we've got. I would say, and it's literally just coming to the top of my head, somebody like Brandon Ingram. If we're talking about wing scoring as a scorer, Brandon Ingram with his age. You'd rather into Durant. No. <laughs> all right. I did say fancy, didn't I? All right. We yeah. can say LeBron. All right. I can say Yanis. All right. There you go. We'll top that one. <laughs> I'd rather Yanis <laughs> over Durant. But no, I think if you were still building with what we've already got, somebody like Brandon Ingram, of his age, his ability to score, who fits a position we've already talked about potentially needing to field later down the road. I can't I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head other than Ingram. Paul, who are well, you know, Fantasy. Um, you know, for well, DJ Augustine. <laughs> <laughs> I still miss DJ, but he doesn't. He's not a need we have nowadays. Let's be fair. <laughs> let's be fair. Um, now, if you're going, if we're talking fantasy, I'm going to go for my favourite non-magic player, um, the player I would pay an obscene amount of money to watch. The guy who can shoot the lights out, who's got incredible movement and makes others better on the court, Steph Curry. Okay. Yeah, solid. Can't argue that. But mate, I I also would. You've you've both mentioned the other two that I would. That it was a toss between Giannis and KD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm I'm going to miss a few questions. So sorry, guys, if we haven't had time to come to it because we've still got a few other bits to cover. Um, So last question. Uh, This is really funny because Geraint asked me this earlier. And then your brother put it on Twitter to us and you hadn't even actually talked to one another. So it was a bit, a bit right. scary. So if there's an, if there was an expansion team that say went to Seattle or Las Vegas or somewhere like that, which current magic players would you want to make sure Orlando prioritize holding on to? So let's say, let's say three. What's your top three, three players? Yeah. Oh my God. I said five. I had six. Wow. I had had six. six. Yeah, and I, I struggled with six. <laughs> right. Wait, I've got six as well. Nestor, have you? Six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Right, I'm going to narrow it down. Go. Let's make it interesting. So I'm going to say three. What's your top oh, three? God. So who's your six to start off with? I think I'm okay. seven, actually. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, I've got seven. Right, my, <laughs> right, my six. Markel, Jalen, Cole, J.I., Wagner, Franz, and uh, Bamba. They're my six. Okay. See, I'd, I'd also got Wendell Carter Jr. in there as as my final one. But my first six were the same as yours, G. Yeah. So no tumour? No, no tumour? I think... Well, he, the fact he hasn't played, it doesn't really help, does it? But we know he's very capable and a great player. Yeah. Um, All right. Right. So let's whittle it down then. Three. What's your top three? Okay. Okay, got it. Go on then. <laughs> okay, I've gone in. Okay, Markel, obviously. Jalen and Jonathan Isaac. Okay. okay. Paul. Markel. Yeah, we're all in agreement with that one, by the way. Yeah. Cole. Cole Anthony. Um and Franz. Okay, I'm going to go. I understand why. With Markel, I would go with Jalen, and I would go with Wagner. Okay, it was a toss-up I, between Ji and Wagner. You, you two know how much I love Ji. But yep. his injuries are a massive that's question the reason, mark. That's the reason that I've not put him in there. And it's not because we don't want I would love it if he puts it all behind him. But right now, looking at who you've got on this roster, I think we all still feel fairly confident Markel's going to come back healthy and he's going to put the, the ACL behind him. So you've got to move forward with Markel. Um, and then you, you've, you've got your fir- two first-round picks this year. So that would be my three. Yeah. So anybody change any it's mind? A really, it's a really, <laughs> a really hard question. It's a really hard question, and I think again, it com- that comes back to how uh, how good we are feeling about this, the potential of this squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jalen Suggs jersey competition. So this week I'm going to throw it over to Paul because he keeps picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pick on you. All I'm doing is allowing you the opportunity to hone your skills of speech my friend that's all it is so anyway here we go now as I've set myself up let's hope we can do it right so our friends at the uh, official NBA store um, EU and Fanatics UK are giving away an Orlando Magic Jalen Suggs jersey to one lucky winner that's how you do it Mike (laughs) you need to do two things first of all subscribe to our YouTube channel Um, leave a comment on the episode looking at the 21 I'll start a bit again. Looking at the 2021-2022 schedule, telling us which Magic player you're looking forward to watching the most over this season. Uh, The link is going to be on this podcast description to save you searching. So just click onto that link. It will take you straight to the previous video and comment on there. Um, When we've we've decided to go with uh, 350 followers, we've decided to lower it a little bit um, to the channel. So once we hit that number, 
we're going to announce have the prize draw and announce who won it on the future episode. Just for information, we are at 328 followers at the moment, last time that uh, we checked. I don't know if you've looked more recently, yeah. guys. Yep, yep, same. Still th- yep. three to eight. Cool. So, so, so 22 more people and uh, we're yep. going to cut the draw off and we're going to get on and do that draw. And yep. we don't care. We don't even care if you've got two accounts. If you've got two <laughs> Google accounts or whatever, stick the email in and give you bag yourself another entry. Moving on to the week ahead. So in fact, actually, starting at last week, we were all right. We all went one and three with a few. I think we all said we beat New York. I, I think I went for the home game, but that's a minor detail. It's all about the numbers. So we're all one and oh, outrageous. But then you told me, Paul, <laughs> I could have the first week for... Uh, yep. Oh, mate, you got the first week without a doubt. No, 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 no. We won't count that one. We won't count that one. We'll start from last week. So we're all one. We all started one and oh. We're all undefeated. So uh, we record our next episode next Thursday, the 4th of November with four games up until that period. Uh, so the Magic start tonight at the Raptors, which is a midnight tip-off. You've already... Everyone that's watching or listening, we would have already played, so you would have known that. Um, so we're not going to preview it. You are not going to preview it, but they are. <laughs> the Raptors are coming off a uh, win on Wednesday versus the Pacers. Uh, they then travel to Detroit and play the Pistons on Saturday night, which is another midnight tip-off. The Pistons are 0-4 and, and have lost uh, lost by 8 on Thursday at the 76ers. Um, the clocks then go back for us on Saturday evening. So for the next week, there's only a four-hour time difference. So the uh, the Timberwolves game and the Celtics game before next week will both be an hour earlier. And then the US clocks go back next weekend. Um, so the Ma- Magic then travel to Minnesota on Monday night, which is midnight for us in the UK. They are three and one and they are coming off a five point win over the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday. Um, and then the Magic finish the week before our next episode at home to the Celtics, which is an 11 p.m. tip off in the UK. And the Celtics are currently two and three. They lost at home to Washington by nine on Wednesday. So predictions, boys. So we were all right last week. We'd all like to be wrong if they had a winning record, but we're yep. just being we're just being <laughs> honest and uh, and having a good guess. So prediction. So, G, what do you think for this week? Then I knew you'd come to me first, right? My well, I did put it in the notes. It. <laughs> right, <did> <laughs> it's not I'm, a surprise, mate. It was scripted. <laughs> <laughs> my my head says one thing, my heart says another. So. Uh, let's go two and two let's be optimistic Ooh. right we will beat the Toronto Raptors tonight and uh, Jalen will get his way with the Raptors um, I'd like to think we'd beat the Detroit Pistons also um, and then I think the Timberwolves are going to have too much for us and uh, I don't know I'd like us to beat the Celtics of all the teams but no two and two although I should say one and three two and two I know you're going to have the same conundrum as me as well. So, hey, well, I'm I'm going one and three because I I don't see us beating Toronto. Unfortunately, I would love us to beat Toronto. Um, I just feel, even though Pascal's out and um, what's an RB, isn't it? He's out as well. 
I just feel that OG, Fred Van Vliet, um, Gary Trent are probably going to have too much for us. I think that the experience of their backcourt is going to pay, is going to pay dividends for them. Um, I wrote in the game preview, I keep seeing that a lot of the game, people are predicting that how we go against OG Anobi is going to be key to the game because of how well he's been playing at the start of the season. So let's cover it first of all by whichever way it's gone. Get in, Magic. Well, what a great win. Or oh, at least they competed. It was a good effort. So that's that covered. But I'm still going for the loss. <laughs> um, Pistons. I know there's no Cade Cunningham, um, potentially. So, I th- And their offence isn't brilliant. So I just think that we've got a chance to get things flowing that night. I'm going for a win there. T-Wolves. Cat, D'Lo, Anthony Edwards all having monster starts to the season and G's favourite Pat Beverly to come off the bench I don't see us having enough there uh, Celtics we will compete with them I don't think we'll get blown out I think we'll fight really well against them um, and I think it's going to be another one of our games where we just come up a little short in the end so one and three well I'm going to be optimistic this week and stick with Geraint I'm going two and two good lad yeah I've got to start I've, I, I can't I can't I've got to shake that uh, glass half empty uh, <laughs> label that Alan put on me last year so I've got to try and shake that this year no um, I don't think we'll beat the Raptors um, I think the Pistons game if we don't win that I think we're all going to be pretty uh, peed off with that because we are better than them at the moment and like I said if Kay Cunningham's not playing either then uh, then hopefully we should have the edge in that game um, again Minnesota they've had a good start it's difficult for us it's, it's the first no we've already had a West Coast game this year but yeah I think that's going to be a tough matchup Paul you're going to say something go on yeah I was just going to say that's actually the one that I'm sort of oh because we often do quite well there. It's one of them places where we sometimes get a result. Um, and I was kind of, I've, I've kind of thought, I did kind of wonder about that one. Well, I'm going to say we're going to beat the Celtics because we got to win a home game soon. So, uh, and they're, they've, they're, they're two and three to start the season. So they've had a yeah. little bit of a wobbly start. They've got question marks. There's, um, there's rumblings that people want Marcus Smart to drop back to the bench and Dennis Schroeder to start. So they've got their question mark. So I'm actually going to say we're going to beat the Pistons and the Celtics this week. And in fairness, we did compete with them in the preseason. You know, our, our starters got the better of them in Boston. And then it was only when the G League team came in, they beat us. And then we actually beat them in the second game. So, yeah. I'm and I've just realised... I, I do think it's going to be competitive. Well, yeah. I do think it's going to be a very competitive game. And I'm just going to say, I've already done my magic moments for tonight and I put us to win tonight. So if I lo- if I put a no in this one, <laughs> I'm going to get one right. So uh, there we go. Okay, right. So moving on to magic trivia. Okay, so we're going to play a new game that I've come up with, which Paul Paul's going to love because it's going to get his brain working again. Oh, so it's called What's That Jersey Number? Okay, so I'm going to give you five stats or facts about five different players. Some of these may be more difficult than the others, but all five have worn the same number 
playing for the Magic. And your job is, if you can guess the player and you can remember what number they played, then you'll obviously win a point for that round. All right. So I've, I've done three. Okay. I actually did one for one each of you and Jake. So you can both have a crack at, at the one that we haven't covered. So I'm going to let Paul go first. So okay. you can pick option one, two or three. We'll go with the same number that my performance is going to be. So we'll have a number two. <laughs> right. I'm not even going to say anything about that. Right. Player, <laughs> player one was... Uh, in fact, no, I'm going to leave this one to last. Player, player two played 1,024 games in his NBA career, including a one-year stint with the Magic in 09-10. Yeah, should we move on? Okay, right. Second one. So player two averaged four points a game in one season with the Magic in in uh, eighteen nineteen. His uncle is a Magic legend. Oh, I should get this one. Um... Do you want me to say it again? Yeah, go on, mate. So averaged four points a game in one season playing for the Magic in 1819 and his uncle is a Magic legend. Yeah, I got it. What number did he wear? (laughs) (laughs) I have gone absolutely blank tonight. Okay, right. Third one. Uh, Player three featured in just three games last season for the Magic after being traded for Nikola Vucevic. You get bonus points for getting all the players down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was was traded from us and he just played three afterwards. He was was traded traded to to us for Vuce and only played three games for us last season. Otto Porter Jr., that is. Yeah, okay. No, I can't remember his number. Okay, right. I'll give you, I'll give, there's two left yet. So I'll give you those and then you can, then it might jog your memory. So player four was drafted 15th overall in 2003 and spent one season with the Magic in 03 04. And he was awful. Moving on. You won't know this one. Right. Last one. Way before me time. So last player was drafted number eight overall in 2021. That's that's so it's number twenty one then, isn't it? No, uh, no, twenty two. Number twenty two. There you go. So, Sorry, G, wrong brother, twenty two. So, G, can you name the players then? I can. Jerry and Grant is the first one. Correct. His uncle's a magic second. legend. Oh, how many have we got here? Yeah, the second oh, one then. Never put, never put two and two together. Yeah. Was Matty Barnes? Correct. Number Paul's three was said Otto, Otto Porter. Yeah. Otto Porter. Number four was Reese Gaines. Yeah. And then Paul's mentioned Franz Wagner. There you go. Number 22. There you go. Right. Option one or three for Geraint. Don't mind, mate. Give me the hardest one. You're both going to have a stab at the so last one. One. Okay. Right. Uh, let, there we go then. Right. Player one 
shot a career best 37% from the three-point line in 10 seasons with the Magic, more than any other team he played for in his NBA career. You got it. I think I know. Go on. I think it was, I think that's my boy Nick. Oh. Okay. Hang on. Jot it down. I'm going to give you the next one I, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Player two played three. Oh, actually, you might. No, actually, no, 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 no. I think of <laughs> someone else. I think 3D now. Anyway, carry on. Okay. Okay. Write them down. Player two played 381 games for the Magic in five seasons. Again, some are harder than the others. Okay. Player three played for New Orleans, Philadelphia, Washington, and New York before joining the Magic. So there's a who's the journeyman in there as well. So New Orleans, Philadelphia, Washington, and New York. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Before Orlando. Correct. Oh my god. Okay, keep going. Uh, any idea, Paul? No. This player who I just mentioned played in your first season as a fan. Okay. So okay. I'll let you think about that. Right. Player four averaged 36.5% from three in 20 games for the Magic last season. Okay. That felt last, a lot harder oh than mine. Okay. It last, is. Last one. Player five started all five games against the Raptors in the playoffs in 2019. Come on, over hard. The place. These are hard, aren't they? <laughs> this one is all over the place. <laughs> Get in. Because they're too easy you've for G most weeks. You've, you've succeeded. Okay, so who are you think? Right, player one. Who are you thinking? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Started all five games. In see, go on. Vuce started all five. Yeah. Sure, DJ did. Yeah. Fournier did. Yeah. Um. My gosh. It's rock, Mikey. Okay, do you want me to um, give you some clues? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. One, so, play, so player one, who's you? Who have you got on your list? Well, I had Nick Anderson and Dennis Scott, but okay, it's later than that. So, who played ten seasons for the Magic after that period? Reddick give... didn't. Didn't I said? Didn't. Okay. Um, it's probably Fournier, isn't it? No, he only played seven. What was his free throw stats, Mikey? 37.4% in 10 seasons for the Magic. A three-point field goal, that was. Mm-hmm. Three points. Yeah. I'll give you a clue. He quickly moved on when we started our last rebuild. So I'm just giving you clues now to push it along. JJ. No. As it, who 
As in the rebuild that we've now just started, or the previous, the 2015 the previous one. one, the 2015 one. So before it is, in fact, earlier than that. Who who else was part of that team in the mid 2000s with Dwight, JJ? Who played ten years on that team? I can't think. <laughs> My God, Jameer. Yeah. Oh. Right. Okay. So who's the who's the what's the number then? Fourteen. 14 there you go. The so right, it's so, right. So player right. two. Okay. Is Jason Smith? No. Yeah. That's player three. Oh, that's, that's oh oh sorry. Oh but, sorry. Th- hang on. Yeah yeah yeah. Sorry. Uh, New York Philly Washington New York. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That's Jason, Jason Smith. Smith. Yeah. Player two played three hundred and eighty-one games for the Magic in five seasons. I'll give you the years: ninety-one Anthony to Bowie. ninety-six. Correct. Uh, player four averaged thirty six percent from three in twenty games for the Magic last season. I'll give you a clue. He he was traded to us at the date at the deadline. That'd be Gary Harris. Correct. And, and then you got DJ Augustine. And DJ, DJ was yeah. the last one. There we go. Well done. Right, last one. That was difficult. Go on, then. Last one. So you both can have a crack at this together. So player yep. one was drafted 16th overall. G might know this by the what Sacramento year? Kings. I'm not going to tell you the year. And he's played for the Magic. Correct. Uh, Any clues? Deadman, Deadman or Abdul Wahad comes to mind. Okay. Right. Second one. Yeah. Average player two averaged a career best 27 points per game playing for the Toronto Raptors. Okay, I'm going to leave that one there. I'll give okay. you... Okay. Right, I've got him. Who is it? So the first one's Matt Harpren. No, The second not. one's Vince Carter. No? But that, that one's correct. Okay. So what number did Vince Carter wear for the Magic Pool? I know it was a bit before your time. Can you remember? No idea, mate. <laughs> okay. Right, we'll keep <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to pretend. We'll keep okay, going. I, so Paul... Okay, hang on. Let me just, let me just have a quick look. right I'll give you a couple more okay player three featured in just four games for the Magic last season he started one before getting injured any idea Paul there was a lot of players last year as well I got the first Turk was the first Um, one I don't know why I said half right correct is that Devon perhaps no no what was that last question Mikey, sorry, can you just repeat Feature. that one? So player three featured in four games for the Magic last season and started one before getting injured and he didn't play again. Oh, it's that point guard, isn't it? God, yeah, it's gonna that's where I was going. That, yeah. Um yeah. I can't remember his name though. Do you want me yeah, to just give you the name? Guard. Frank Mason. Yeah, that's yeah. him. That's him. All yeah, right. So player four was drafted 15th overall in 1998 and went on to play for the Magic 54 times in two seasons. Now you can say one of my one of my favourite players, Matt yep. Harpring, who's the uh, colour analyst for the Utah Jazz. And then the final one is player five started six games and featured in 18 for the Magic in the playoffs during the finals run in 1995. Ah, there you go. Go on, then. Hang on. Oh, 1995, number 15. 
1995. So he come off the oh. bench. Tree Rollins. Tree Rollins. Wrong. The, um, and the last I one was Donald Royal. Donald Royal. Oh. He was number five. Why did I find him at 15 then? Did <laughs> 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 right. you, you find a question, picture? Master? Now you're thinking it. He did wear five. <laughs> I even went on a basketball reference and it, he was, I'm sure he was on the list. Hey, it's Mikey. Uh, just giving you guys an update on the Donald Royal trivia that I thought I'd got wrong. Uh, according to Basketball Reference, Donald Royal played two games for the Magic in 97-98. Uh, and that appears, without doing some more research, that seems to be the period when he wore number 15. So Donald Royal actually wore 5 and 15 playing for the Magic. Good questions, Mikey. There we go. Cool. So that wraps up this week. So thank you as always for listening and watching. Uh, as we've already mentioned, we're recording next Thursday, the 4th of November with Jake Chapman from Orlando Magic Radio. Uh, before then, make sure you visit our website, orlandomagicuk.com for the latest news. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Orlando Magic UK. You can find all of our links in the podcast, including the NBA Store, Fanatics, and NBA League Pass. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, hit the notification button, and if and so you don't miss any future episodes. Make sure you leave us some comments. And from Garrett, Paul, and me, until next week, go magic.